The NASCAR Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. The WinBet Casino is now offering a 100% deposit match up to $1,000 for new users. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app. We're also brought to you by StableDuel. StableDuel is a horse racing DFS app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. You can win as much as $25,000 with just one entry. Head over to StableDuel.com to get started today. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app for all of our free picks and our podcasts. Drivers, start your in and pull those belts up tight as the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presents the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. I'll wreck my mom to win a championship. I'll wreck your mom to win a championship. With all the news and the best bets for your NASCAR weekend. It refrains me from not beating the out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions. But since I'm on probation, I suppose that that's uh, improper to say as well. If you could talk about racing things, we could talk about racing things. Now, here are your hosts, Rod Gomez and Cody Zeeb. Ooh, strapped in for another episode of the NASCAR Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. He's Cody Zeeb. I'm Rod Gomez. You can find me on Twitter at RJ Gomez. Uh, Cody, where can they find you on Twitter? At Husker underscore Zeeb. I just, I always think there's numbers in there. There's not. How many times you look <laughs> no, at a no. Twitter handle anymore? It's it's just instinctive anymore, right? Exactly, yep. <laughs> but Cody, holy, I mean, listen, okay? I, I got to tell you, NASCAR needs to just slow down because I don't know if my heart can take any more of what's already shaping up to be one of the better seasons that I can remember. Uh, and, I'm, and I know we've said it every single week and probably for the next... 30-some-odd weeks, we're going to say the same thing. But damn it all, Cody, this is just fun. I am running out of ways to describe how great these races I mean, hell of a race, man. Just the whole thing. It was exciting the whole time. Man, they've been just so good. And then, not to jump too far ahead, but we're headed into something totally new this week again. So uh, (laughs) the excitement just keeps coming, man. These races have just been incredible it's been so much five i don't know that i've enjoyed a nascar season through the start of the season at least this much in a long long time it's been so great to see i loved it i don't know how many more times i can say but wait there's more because but wait (laughs) there's more so exactly (laughs) all right uh you alluded to it before let's kick right into it because we just again we'll just sit and gush for Two solid hours if you let us, and we're just, we're, <laughs> we know, we get it, everybody. We know that it's good racing. So, uh, the Folds of Honor Quick Trip 500 in the Atlanta Motors Super Speedway. We're just going to call it Atlanta Super Speedway now. We're done with pretenses, yeah? Yeah, yeah. I think we, uh, I think when we described it as Super Speedway last week, we were uh, dead on. That was, that was 100% a Super Speedway race. So, something to, to note for when they come back here, I think in July again 
for the race then. So nothing about that screamed typical mile and a half. That that was pack racing. That was two, three. Uh, I don't know if I saw too much four wide, but there was a lot of racing going on all race long. I felt like they only strung out single file. Uh, what during like the the I think it was the last stage, right, where they were everybody was just trying to catch their breath. There was so much going on that I I just I feel like that single fall in the end there was just them saying, "All right, you know what? Listen, we all need to take a deep breath. We all need to calm down. We got to run around to this place a little bit without wrecking each other." Just, yeah, and uh, I mean. It was a super speed way, but it's still, it was different than Ta- Daytona and Talladega. There was different ways for guys to get runs and stuff. And I heard William Byron talking after he won uh, spoiler alert, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I heard him talking after he ran or after the race, he was talking about how at Daytona, when you get out front, sometimes you can relax for a second and, and breathe while you're ahead of the pack. And he said, you, you could not stop for one second to take a breath during this race because everything was so crazy and guys were getting moved so fast and things were, were moving so quickly. And, and that was what you saw. I mean, you know, that in Daytona, like you said, they, they, they go and they get the two lines running. Sometimes that third line comes into play, but this, they had to throw so many blocks as the leader. It, it was insane to me. 46 lead changes, Cody, that is on heard of and and just again it seemed like every single lap you just you knew that you weren't safe in the lead because that car could come screaming around the outside and take the lead from you just as easily as it could slingshot underneath you and and like take the lead in that fashion so yeah i i I hate it for the leader in that position and then not to mention blown tires yeah, I mean, yeah, like you said, 46 lead changes. I mean, good Lord, that that's just incredible. And it was 20 different drivers that led a lap, too. So, I mean, it, it, everybody was up there in the mix and getting shuffled in and out. And then, yeah, like you said, I think we saw it three times where the leader blew a tire, which that's something to keep an eye on. I, it seems to me from listening to things from crew chiefs and stuff post-race, they were all Chevys, and uh, it wasn't the Hendrick Chevys. It was other Chevys. So they're wondering if it was too much camber maybe or, or too low low tire pressure, which the camber is like the angle of the tire. Uh, so I think it's guys maybe pushing things past what's recommended by Goodyear, and that's what's causing those issues. But And then the load that was getting put on them from being out front. But, yeah, I mean, and then we saw Chastain blew a tire in front of the field. I think he was the one that somehow miraculously nobody else wrecked when he did. And then he came back from two laps down to finish second and being it at the end. Like, yeah, it, it was a crazy race. It, but again, it was so much fun. And there were so many storylines throughout the race. Yeah, just, I mean, it, everything about it was great. I really, really enjoyed it. Yeah, they, I mean, 46 lead changes alone. That's incredible. That, that's so many times the lead changed hands. I think that's what I like the best about it, though, is that the the drivers that did suffer some setbacks, I feel like in a normal Atlanta race, that'd have been it. You you wouldn't have heard their name again for the rest of the the broadcast, and they'd just be putting along trying to to collect points and to collect laps. But in this case, a lot of them ended up coming back, and like you said with Chastain, came back as a contender in the end. So nobody was out of it unless you were off the track. 
Well, at one point, Corey LaJoy was backwards through the grass, hit the little like pavement strip in the middle of the grass there, came off the ground, and he ended up finishing fifth in the race. Like, how again, how incredibly tough are these cars? Because some of these cars took some hits and they bounced back from them amazingly. But yeah, I mean, like you said, I think the super speedways really offer that a lot where even if you go multiple laps down, you're not out of it because there's going to be enough cautions. There's going to be enough attrition in the field. And it's so easy to go from first to 20th or 20th to first in a matter of a lap or two with the runs you can get and the drafting partners you can find that it, it keeps everybody in the race. It keeps everything exciting. So, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. But here's an actionable thing for you betters out there that listen to this show, uh, which, by the way, again, thank you so much for doing, uh, is that when you go to set these bets up, and we actually had this conversation in the Slack channel. I know that this was one of the topics of conversation as far as picking the winner is fun and all, but you may, are you going to make more money. You're going to have a little more fun playing some of these other bets that we tell you, the head-to-heads, the top finishers, the uh, manufacturers, and stuff like that. Because, again, what we've seen so far this season is that anything can go, anything can happen, anything's in play, and, and the winner is not going to be the same from week to week. You can't just plop down uh, money on Kyle Larson this year and and expect to win uh, 10 times out of 30. So, uh, yeah, I mean, this is something to keep your eyes open for going forward because, again, if, if this track has shown us anything, uh, as the whole season is, is that betting on this season is not, again, for the faint of heart. Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, again... We're five races. Let's count it as six races if you include the the clash at the Coliseum with six different winners. So it's been somebody different every week. Again, Byron was 15 to 1 last week, which hopefully you follow me in the Slack channel on Twitter because I did an article later in the week and wrote him up as my winner. So that was a nice 15 to 1 cash there. But yeah, I mean, it, it is going to be so hard to continue to predict. We're going to give you winners and we're going to bet winners because it's fun. But where you're really going to make your money is some of these other bets, the head-to-heads. I I hit both of mine from last week on the podcast. I harped and harped on the Blaney over Larson one. And there's going to be times like this where we can catch the books either sleeping or with not enough information or whatever it is. That was just such a lopsided matchup. I couldn't believe it. And it cashed with like 100 laps to go. It was that easy. We're just Larson and the super speedway thing. I mean, and again, we didn't know for sure that it was going to be the super speedway thing, but everything was kind of telling us it was going to be. So leaning into the angle, we were able to find there and and it worked out well. So yeah, again, you're not always going to hit the winner, but when you do the 15 to one of William Byron was nice last week. And then, uh, yeah, but there's plenty of other bets that are, that are going to cash and that are even more fun than just picking the winner. All right, well, let's recap those bets from last week. Uh, start out with mine because it didn't happen, and Zane Smith did not win that truck race. That was a, wow, that truck race. <laughs> Man, all the races again this weekend. Again, all of them were super exciting. But, yeah, the truck race was exciting, and uh, Zane Smith did not win, so we will just go ahead. And, and here's the thing. we I know that in our show uh, description, and, and we talk about we said we're going to talk about the truck series and the Xfinity series, but look, man, the bandwidth has to go to the Cup series right now because they are they it's so new, and everything is happening there. Uh, I promise we'll 
try to give more love to the race in the Xfinity series as the series progresses. But well, and I, mean, I don't think anybody wants a six hour podcast because if we start diving into the trucks and Xfinity, you better just reserve your night rod. We'll be here all day. Listen, man, <laughs> if you could pull up the Cavassier and a fire, I mean, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll keep, you I, I could talk all night on all three series, but we got to limit ourselves somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, yeah, I was going to say, I got to stay married. Uh, that, that's all there is to it. And I know you're doing this late at night, so you got to go to work the next day. Uh, exactly. <laughs> so anyways, all right, let's move over to your next bet. Burton over Custer. Uh, that was a good, that was a good bet uh, through and through. Uh, tell us how you did on that one. Yeah. I mean, Burton wasn't actually that impressive, but luckily Custer got caught up early. We were only on lap 150 when he was rolled out of the race. He finished 35th. So, or 34th. So even though Burton was kind of lackluster and finished 25th, it was an easy cash early in the race. That was nice. It's always nice when you can cash those uh, head-to-head bets nice and early in the race, and you're like, okay, put that one in the pocket and start rooting for the other ones. So once Custer yeah, it went was, down, I mean, yeah, I was like, yep. ah, he got this. He has it. Yep. <laughs> yes, Custer's out. All right, cash. On to the next one. <laughs> you're right, though. It's nice to have those in the bag, <laughs> a half a, a half a uh, race into it, and you're like, yeah, okay, on to the next. Exactly. Uh, pick the money. Go, go, go. Uh, all right. I had Briscoe inside the top three. That one was looking really good for a while. And then it stopped because poor Briscoe, another guy that just sort of had bad luck, just, just did not do exactly what we thought he was going to do. Shuffled up a lot, was in the, in the front for a little while, then not, then banged around again. And I, you know, ended up in 15th place tough i thought he was really going to come through with the top three for us this time uh unfortunately that did not happen yeah he was looking good and i mean yeah 15th the result that wasn't necessarily there but he was up in the mix for a while and it was looking like a really good bet so i mean going back i would definitely make it again it definitely wasn't a bad bet i think we you were spot on with your analysis for why you picked it and i think it could have easily cashed it it didn't this time but i would take it again and again, he he jumped. He was in the front almost immediately, and then kind of shuffled back in the pack. But you know, some terrible things were happening in that pack, man. And it was it was bumper car central for a while. Uh, he he outlasted it for the most part, but still didn't turn in the finish we wanted. So, uh, Blaney over Larson was your bet. We talked about that. That one was an easy cash, especially with Larson continuing his super speedway woes. Uh, he just man, that's the one place he hasn't figured out yet. And it better watch out because when he does figure it out. It's going to suck for everybody else if they can't beat him at one track. But <laughs> for now, we're going to keep fading him until he does figure it out because he just, it's not his style of racing, I guess. Isn't that weird? But you're wide open. And and really all it is is just, I guess, finding the right partner and, and keeping around the track. And he's got two yeah. good teammates to do that. Staying one of them out of trouble. And I, I mean, I don't know. And I mean, Blaney again, he was up front a ton. And then he had some issues. He ended up finishing 17th, so even his finish wasn't that great. But Larson back in 30th, and he was out, uh, I think, with like 100 laps to go in the race. So another one that cashed, and you didn't have to sweat at the end, so that was nice. That was nice. Uh, All right, this one, the next one for me did not happen because uh, my ultimate pick for race winner didn't happen either, and that was winning car under 8.5. We know that it was much higher than that in fact uh so that did not cash yours also did not cash because penske did not win this race yeah i mean you were close you had uh was it chastain was second that was the one car there was some other other 
lower numbers mixing it up in there. So again, another good bet. And then yeah, I had the Penske at plus four fifty. Obviously, a little bit of a longer shot, but just trying to grab one of those three cars. Cindric was not very impressive at all, and then I think he got tangled up kind of early in some stuff. And then Blaney, like I said, was looking pretty good, but didn't happen. So Joey, I don't remember where Joey finished, but I don't think he was really up in the mix too much either. So he wasn't. Yeah, I was I was a little off on that one, but that's all right. Yeah, Joey finished ninth, but uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, look, we I I did. I had Chastain to win it all, uh, and, and that was the one car which would have sealed the deal for both of those bets. Uh, but again, Chastain. Blew that tire. He was safely in the lead for a decent amount of time. Of course, now, listen, that's not to say that he would have been in the lead at the end because we saw what we saw through that whole race. So the fact that he managed to work his way up even to second place and to literally be like .184 seconds or .154, something like that, seconds away from winning the thing. Uh, and, and, of course, Christopher Bell kind of ruined the whole thing too uh, at the end by ducking down. Well, that's the, the thing. Yeah, I, I think that Chastain would have won that race if Bell hadn't gone. I mean, Bell just totally broke the draft up and went under the line, and which he ended up getting penalized and pushed back. But I think Chastain or Bell or somebody could have made a run and probably passed Byron. But once once they kind of split up and then the draft fell apart, you could just see Byron was going to run away with it. So again, what did you have that? Was that twenty six to one or twenty five to one? Yeah, twenty five to one. Yeah. So I mean, for a guy to finish second at twenty five to one. That you're you're pretty close on hitting a big one there. So again, you were right on track with with your analysis of, of why he was going to be up there, and he proved you right because he was looking really good. Obviously, the tire issue, two laps down, comes all the way back to finish second with a chance to win at the end. You can't ask for much more than that at, at twenty five to one. You cannot. But your next bet, actually, the longer shot ended up finishing better than the than the Ryan Blaney uh, call. So. <laughs> Explain to me that one. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> Man, Chris Buescher in seven. Yeah, Chris Buescher. And he, uh, I don't know if you saw, he tweeted out afterwards. Uh, he was, because he, he crossed the finish line backwards and finished in 10th place. But he said, uh, he said he doesn't recommend driving backwards unless your name is Toe Mater. So <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. But uh, dude, a plus 7,000. I was getting my hopes up at the end because he was looking good. He was up in the mix. I mean, we've seen how you can go from, you know, 10th to first in a lap or two at the end. He was, he kept getting down on the bottom there and starting to make a run. And I was like, oh, that bright orange car, come on, baby. And then he just, yeah, didn't quite make it there. Finished 10th, though. I mean, again, for being plus, you know, 70 to one to get a guy to finish in the top 10 and, and be there at the end to have a shot, which is what I said he could do. I mean, yeah, again, I'll take that all day, every time. If he's going to be in the mix and, and be there at the end with that chance to win, eventually it's going to hit on something like that. So, yeah, he, he didn't win, but, you know. And then Blaney, obviously, at, at 10 to 1. Man, he looked good. He looked strong early. I, I was like, I was very impressed. And then just he kind of kept getting caught up in things. And I think he had a pit penalty at one point, and that kind of mired him back in the field. And then he wasn't able to really get back in the front. And, but oh well, we had that. I had the Byron fifteen to one in the, in the article. So make sure you're following us. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on you know in the join us in the Slack channel because that uh, that made up for those two losses. So it I'll did. take it. It did it. I just I I'm I'm not laughing 
with you. I'm not, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, no, right. I'm laughing. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, no, I, I, I hear the. You're pain. laughing at me. I hear okay. the pain in your voice when you when you talk about Blaney. I know how personal you take it. But. Man, he's just. I just want to pick him every week to win because he's so close. He's gonna get there soon. He will. But I don't want to be that guy either. So, yeah. but no, I'm on him every. At this point, I'm like Paulie was on Briscoe, where he's got to bet him every week. <laughs> I've got to bet on Blaney every week. So when he wins, I'm gonna be celebrating. Uh, well, again, that was uh, that was our, our Atlanta Super Speedway picks and, and bets. Again, a lot of good stuff going on. I know I, I had uh, said maybe Daniel Suarez, I'd suggested him as, as one of the longer shots to win uh, this week, and he actually climbed up into the top 10 too. So uh, good day for, for Suarez as well. But, yeah, I mean, look, this is that was a fun race, and they're going to do it again. So we get to break it down even more the next time uh, this thing comes around on the schedule. Yeah, exactly. And I'm excited for that next race already. See, we'll see if they make any changes to the rules of the package or anything. But it seemed like a lot of fans were were pretty happy with what what they got. And I just want to shout out Corey LaJoy, too. I mentioned him earlier with the top five for a small team like that. And for, I mean, his whole mantra is stacking pennies, just trying trying to get up there. I hope that guy gets a chance in a in a real good ride someday because I absolutely love watching him and listening to him. Such a great guy. So good to see. Like I said, he was backwards flying through the air at one point and to rally and finish fifth. And then I dropped this in the stack earlier, but I thought it was an incredible stat. Spire, who he races for, now has as many top fives this season as Gibbs does, which is through five races. That's an incredible thing to say. Yes, sir. But I mean, especially with Gibbs being the powerhouse that they are. Yeah, I mean, they're one of the top teams. They've got, you know, two past champions, a three-time Daytona 500 winner that likes to choke in the championship race every year. And Christopher Bell is not a slouch either. So, yeah, that's uh, they're off to a rough start. But good to see for Corey LaJoy. So I just wanted to mention that again. And Gibbs also has a kid in the Xfinity series that oh, uh, blows off <laughs> dates in order to win <laughs> races <laughs> that was a pretty funny story if you were watching that xfinity race so they interviewed him under the under the red flag i think while they were cleaning up and he was telling him to hurry up because he had a date and then after he won he said he's gonna blow off the date to celebrate the win with the boys <laughs> like, sorry baby I, 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 that was pretty great i i love that that dude that kid they just need to throw him in just run a fifth cup car out there right now let's see what he can do he'll probably win half the races and in the cup series at this point he's so freaking good man yep and he's just a just a baby just an absolute looks like he's like 11 (laughs) well i'll tell you what he's not he's not old enough to bet and (laughs) while he may be looking for a las vegas style casino fun he's not going to find it but you can you can look for las vegas style casino fun in the palm of your hand with the win bet premier online casino from the five-star win resorts properties from classic table games to all the best slots, thrills, and jackpots, WinBet has everything you need for the ultimate casino experience. Sign up today. You're going to get a re, uh, $100, 100% first deposit match up to $1,000. That's a lot of zeros in there. So let's say that again. You get a sign-up bonus. You get 100%, 100% first match deposit up to $1,000. WinBet. 
the win hour is from 2 p.m. to 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. You get better prices on selected games. And anyone who has the WinBet app is alerted right on the hour. If you wager at least $500 in the first and second round of the tournament, of the NCAA tournament, as you were, uh, will earn one entry into a drawing for a trip to win Las Vegas. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is download the WinBet app or visit winnbet.com to get started. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Are you looking for a SGPN hoodie? A sweet SGPN hoodie, by the way. Everyday March Madness games are being played. We'll be giving away a hoodie. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash merch madness to enter that sportsgambling.com slash merch madness. I'm a man who absolutely adores him some coffee. And I got to tell you, Trade Coffee, we are now partners with them. Loving it because they're connecting me to the freshest and best tasting coffee that I've ever had at home by getting in touch and partnering with the country's best craft roasters, the independent businesses from big cities and small towns. And look, the customers are truly impactful for these independent roasters because they're always they're often the largest sources of growth for them. They got expert tasted coffee. Uh, that means that their team actually taste tests thousands of coffees. It's 450 kinds of coffees. They live and they're ready to ship every day. No perfect coffee, but there's a perfect coffee for you and trades human-powered algorithm is going to find it. Plus, you get Trade's first match guarantee. They're so confident that they're going to match you the first time, the right time, that if they don't, they're going to take your feedback and an actual coffee expert, somebody who knows coffee better than you, better than me, is going to work to actually find you a brand new bag for free. So make sure to get the freshest coffee and all the great stuff that Trade Coffee has to offer by going to the Trade Coffee website right now. Trade is offering a new subscribers a total of $30 off your first order plus free shipping when you go to drinktrade.com slash SGP. That's more than 40 cups of coffee for free. So get started by taking their quiz at Drink trade.com slash SGP and let trade find you a coffee you're going to love. That's drinktrade.com slash SGP for 30% off. Do you know that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? Now you do. That's right. Without added security, you might as well give away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP, and other prying eyes. That is why I use IPVanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IPVanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. This means that your private details, passwords, communication, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location is going to be hidden. So I IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. It is literally that simple. You can use IPVanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing your speed, your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. Whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without using IPVanish. IPVanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. That's just like getting nine months for free. IPVanish is also super easy to use. All you got to do Tap one button, you're instantly protected. You won't even know that it's on. So stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for, everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with the brand rated 4.6 out of 5 
on TrustPilot. So go to ipvanish.com slash SGP. Use the promotion code SGP. Claim your 70% savings. That's I-P-V-A-N-I-S-H dot com slash SGP. Cody, now we turn our attention to the first road race of the season in the Echo Park Automotive Grand Prix from the Circuit of the Americas track in Austin, Texas. Last season, we got rained out of this one. This year, the weather forecast does not have a drop of rain. Okay, 3% chance. But hopefully, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not a weatherman, but 3% seems kind of low. Uh, but this is, this is going to be... Well, I don't know. I live in Nebraska where uh, <laughs> 3% means it's probably going to rain, and 97% means it probably won't. But... Uh, let's, not, let's not have that <laughs> Hopefully, happen, Hopefully, no. this weather will be different. But <laughs> yeah. But last season was crazy because last season, again, was the first offering of the Coda race uh, in, in the uh, NASCAR circuit. So uh, it was a fun race if you were watching the dry land one. But once it got rainy, it was bad. Yeah, it was just a total disaster. I mean, what there wasn't that much on the dry and then it got into the rain and it got it's so bad. I mean. I thought Martin Truex Jr. was going to die when his car just got obliterated in an accident. And then they kept trying to race and then they called it weirdly. And yeah, so I'm just going to pretend like this is our first trip to Coda and we don't know what's going on and uh, we're going to see. It's probably good practice because that really was it just uh, again, when the track was dry. You saw some crazy racing. I, I I was digging up pictures today for our blog post, and and in the pictures I was seeing like eight or nine cars in one shot, and I thought, how? I mean, and some of them were you know three, four, five wide in in that one turn, and I thought, man, I don't remember. I I maybe I was dozing off because of the rain, but I don't remember it being like that. But it just looked like a parking lot on that track and it was just incredible to see so that was when it was dry when it was wet it looked more like a wrecking yard uh which like you said that man with martin truex i i held my breath because i'd never seen a crash where a car was going full speed into a car that was basically stopped and it just was horrifying yeah that that was i mean i've seen some pretty bad wrecks but that was one of the worst ones i've seen and it was just like oh my god and then for them to go back to racing after that it was like maybe this is not a good idea like let's uh (laughs) but they tried and then they ended up calling it it just everything was a mess so yeah like you said hopefully there won't be rain this weekend and we can actually see what's hopefully a very good race at coda it's like i get what you're trying to do but but can we just not for the sake of because I mean even even all the guys that were out there you could just hear them say and Kyle Bush his his radio he's obviously always chatty with his his guys but even he was like guys I don't I can't see a thing like I, I don't even know what we're doing uh, they said Pitt obviously we know last season Chase Elliott was the leader when the race was finally called but Alex Bowman had just pitted Kyle Bush had just pitted those guys were the two probably closest to being able to to catch him uh as a, and in fact Bowman was in the lead so when he pitted that gave the lead to Elliot because Kyle had pitted as well so um just a, a, a unfortunate series of events especially because Alex Bowman needed only wait three more laps and and that race would have been his yeah exactly yeah that the whole thing was just kind of a messy disaster like you said but yeah I don't know I mean looking forward this year 
they've repaved a couple of spots on the track, which they had to do for the Formula One cars. So it's going to be interesting to see how the cars react to the different newer pavement in certain spots with the older surface and other spots. And then, I mean, obviously this whole brand new car, you got a new braking package on this car. The brakes are a lot bigger and a lot more sensitive. So in the past, we've seen where guys could just outbreak other guys certain ways. I think that's where Elliot really has gotten a lot of his success from is his outbreaking. Is he going to have that advantage anymore? Who knows? Also, also we've switched the shifting pattern, which we've already seen be a problem for Denny Hamlin on an oval track. <laughs> now these, uh, you know, the road course are shifting up and down a lot. So if somebody forgets the way you're shifting or, or uh, you know, goes back into old habits of the old car, that could easily cause chaos. So there's a lot of stuff going into this race that is going to, like we've had all season, leave a big unknown for how exactly this might turn out. It's I, Again, you're right with the shifting too. That's, that's really where I think you need to keep your eyes because if Denny Hamlin can slip up on, on a shift, then that just opens the door for just about anybody to just... Yeah, I mean, a, a guy who's been around longer longer than most he's a super veteran of the sport and, and that was just on an oval track during a pit stop i mean not in the middle of a race making turns left and right all over the place with cars around you you know what i mean so i, I could see it being so much easier for someone so it's going to be interesting to see if this is more like a like a regular type of road racing car race so is somebody like austin Sindrick or aj allmending are going to get more of a boost because they have so much more experience in those types of cars, or is it going to be the usual crew that we normally see in the cup series uh, on the road courses? I mean, again, <laughs> I hate to say unknown every week, but it is. I mean, this is the, we're going to have, I think six or seven road courses again this year. So as we get further on down the road, we'll have more information, but we've been on all different track styles and different types of things so far. And this has not been one of them yet. So, it's, it's going to be very interesting to see exactly how it shakes out. So, again, I know that we, we said that the rain basically played the biggest part in this race. Uh, but before that, I mean, this, this was strung out. This, this race just felt like it was, there was a lot of gap between uh, the first place car and the second place car at some points, And then basically just the whole field in general. Uh, it, it, was, it felt like... A, it's a three-mile track, so let's break this down a little bit, real quick, just just so we can get a, uh, a feel of what we're talking about. So this this race is scheduled for, uh, and I buried the um, I buried the uh, the track. Okay, it's a sixty-eight lap race on a three-point-four-mile course. So this is not this is a road course. It's basically like you're taking a road trip, and there's only sixty-eight laps uh, to to this whole thing uh, when it's not raining. Uh, 54 when there is obviously, um, but 68 laps on a three mile course. It's, it's just, it's a massive track. So we're talking, these guys got to get around this. And now in this new car, in this new setup, uh, what does that mean? What does that look like? This isn't, you know, the same rules package that we were with last year. So does that mean it's going to be more bunched up? Does that mean it's going to be more spread out? We're, we're just about to see everything for the first time. Uh, and even more so now. Because it is going to be dry, hopefully, fingers crossed, uh, the whole day. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) 
like I said, your guess is just as good as mine. I mean, it. we just don't know what to expect because we didn't get to see that much last year. And so, I mean, really, you just have to treat it like it's a new track. It, I, I don't really know. I mean, I'm kind of looking at the other road courses and stuff as we go into this, but also you want to kind of look at how guys have been doing this year because this car is so different that, it's hard to figure out that sweet spot of, of how much of a mixture do you weigh in what's happened this year and how much of a mixture do you weigh in what's happened on road courses in the past. I mean, we've obviously gotten a bigger sample size until I think two years ago is when NASCAR expanded from just a, for a long time. It was two road course races in the season, and that was it. Now we're up to six or seven every year, so it's a big difference. And a lot of these guys, I mean, back in the day, it seemed like a lot of guys didn't really focus or care about those races because there was only two. So it was like, oh, I suck at road racing. There's only two. I'll just kind of punt on those races, you know? And so it was kind of the same cast of guys. But now that there's so many more and a lot of these guys have experience in lower series and stuff on more of these tracks, it's going to be interesting to see just how it works out. But yeah, it's a very, very long track. It makes for long laps and you can get pretty spread out. And again, if somebody has any type of issue or gets spun out or something, you've got three and a half miles to get to pit road. I mean, you're not even necessarily going to get laps. So again, we could see somebody that hangs out in the back all day, starts the last stage back in 30th, and then some cars spin out or get knocked out of the way could easily end up in the top 10 at the end that maybe didn't necessarily deserve to be up there from, not running up there all day. So, I mean, yeah, it, it's going to be crazy to see what, what's going to happen. I mean, the average speed of last year's race, I mean, mind you, again, we're taking all this with a grain of salt, was just under 60 miles an hour. So you got to figure that they're going about 60 miles an hour around a three mile. So that's like a three and a half minute lap. So, I mean, these guys, yeah. these guys are yeah. running a long time for one lap. I, I ran this track on iRacing last night just to see Ooh. to get a look at it, which which is iRacing is so much fun. But there is a lot of turns of this track. It's a lot of quick lefts and quick rights, and I suck at the road racing stuff, anyways. But it's you're not going very fast. I mean, you speed up in some sections, and then it's quick to slow down. And there's some very sharp slow turns, and I think you're going to see plenty of times where guys are going to overcook corners and end up in sand traps and it's <laughs> you're, you're going to see pretty quick who's been practicing on iRacing or the simulators and getting used to this track because it, it's a it's a different track I mean some of the other ones like Sonoma I, I know you went to last year it seems like it, it is I think it's that one's only maybe two and a half miles or two and three quarters miles but it seems like there's a lot more like straightaways where you can kind of build up speed and then it's not so many short, quick turns. This one seems like there's a lot more short, quick turns than a lot of the other the other road courses. I mean, obviously, like the Rovals have a lot of – have half the oval in them and stuff like that. So I think this one is going to be probably one of the more challenging ones that they go to. And, I mean, we saw last year that those, those sand traps, they got a lot of play, much like golf courses. I mean, those sand traps <laughs> were in play. Wait, that's not where you're supposed to hit the ball? <laughs> that's not where you're supposed to drive your car? Wrong the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> no, much like that, it's not where you drive the car either. Uh, yeah, you're supposed to keep it in the track. But those guys, I mean, again, 
a lot of it had to do with the rain and the slick tires, but by the same token. And and that was another thing, too, is that last year, even in the beginning of the race, a lot of guys started out with the smoother tires and realized halfway through, nah, this isn't going to cut it. We need to come in for the, the tread tires. Uh, and so they came in, gave up track position to change those tread tires. We won't have that issue this season or this year, hopefully, uh, with the 3% chance. So if you're on the pole, you stay on the pole for the most part or in the top. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's something, I mean, well, that we'll have to watch obviously going forward in other tracks too, where it can make a big difference when they allow, I think once they technically go under wet conditions, you have to switch your tires. But before that you have the choice of which ones you want to be on. And that can be a costly mistake if you pick the wrong ones. And we definitely saw that last year. So, yeah, I mean, we don't have to worry about that this year. So, I, I think you're going to have an advantage for guys who start up front and they're in clean air. I mean, if you're one of those first couple of cars and you don't have the mess of guys in front of you, if you're kind of in the middle of the pack, it could get dicey quick with somebody spinning out or, or missing a shift or missing a turn or overbraking, and it, it could get crazy pretty quick. So from a betting standpoint, I know we're going to set up our bets in the next section, but or in the next stage rather, but how are we approaching our, our bet structures this week? Because again, there's a lot of unknowns, even more so given the fact that this is the new car. So when you put together your bets, what were, what was your mindset in, in putting together your bets? Yeah, this is actually interesting because I want to see what your mindset was also, because we landed on the same bet at one of them. And again, we don't talk about our bets beforehand. I mean, until we go into the show document to fill it out, but I always write mine down and make my notes before I go even go in there. That way we can not be, you know, matching things up on purpose and we hit the same exact one. So I like that. But the way that I did it, I kind of I dug into previous road courses and how guys have done on road courses in the past over the last few seasons. And then I also did a mixture of how guys have been doing this year, because I think even though we've not been on any road courses or too similar of tracks, I mean, I guess you could kind of say that the Coliseum was short and had some quick turns and breaking and stuff. So, so you could use a little bit of that, but just how some of these guys have been adapting to this car. So you take somebody like a Denny Hamlin that struggles with this car, that's going to knock him down for sure because, you know, that's that's been – he's had so many issues. But then you have a guy like Ross Chastain or Chase Briscoe that's been having a great season so far. They seem to have figured this car out. If you can mix that in with what they're – road course history looks like and create a positive result. I think that those are going to be the types of guys that do better because they've got both the car figured out and they've done decent on the road courses in the past. It's funny because that's a little bit, and again, we don't necessarily always, uh, I, what I've enjoyed about this show so far too, is getting to know your strategies and, and the reason I never really sat down and had that sort of what your philosophy type of a thing is because I didn't want it to influence mine and I didn't want yours or, you know, vice versa. I just, I wanted us to come in clean as if none of us had ever bet before, which, you know, to each other, uh, just so that way our listeners could get more of a, of an edge on, you know, our, our pure, honest, uh, philosophies when it came to it. So I, I love that because for me, the, the way I approached it was kind of the same way. Uh, so at least we we know we're on the same page or maybe we've been doing enough episodes together where we know what we're thinking, but, uh, <laughs> <Maybe we've> bl- <laughs> 
blended our minds together. <laughs> wow, for a winning machine. Look, I embraced I embraced the the inconsistency of this season. I embraced the excitement of everything that was that's been going on so far because for for the bets that I picked, a lot of them, yeah, there's it's rooted in in some decent road course history and, you know, there's a good track record when it comes to uh the the road courses and even so much as as what it was last season uh in in even uh, a rain shortened race. But I I basically kind of took the mixture of that, but I also just said, listen, it's chaos out there this season. So I'm just going to embrace the chaos and, and basically live in a world where anything can happen and build my case around the fact that so far we've seen anything happen and that uh, if I can make an argument, even a remote argument for somebody, I'm going to do it because, again, this is a season where we've seen a lot of different things play out that none of us had ever thought before. And so you almost can just make a case for any one of the drivers on that list, on that starting list, to, to do well uh, or to finish above a person or to finish better in a group or however you want to spread that money around on them, you really almost can make a case for just about anybody on that track on any given uh, Sunday, uh, if, <laughs> as it were. Yeah, exactly. I, you're spot on. So. All right. Well, you know what? Let's uh, let's go ahead and break down these bets, shall we? Uh, we'll we'll come back in stage three, and we'll give you our best bets and our favorite bets, but not before we talk about the horses, because there are never enough things to gamble on, and the one sport that runs 365 days a year is horse racing. And the best part is now there's a new way to play the ponies, especially if you're brand new to the sport. Go check out Stable Duel. It's a daily fantasy style app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. Pick your horses, build your stables, and play against other to move up the leaderboard you can win as much as $25,000 with just one entry if you don't know anything about horses don't worry the app gives you clear data on which horses to select to build your best strategy and the app is free to download at stableduel.com you got multiple games offered each day with free games weekly it tracks all over the United States so get in the app create your account and start building your stables today go invite your friends to play against you or you can come play against our stables you can even follow them in the app and we can compare our own stats download it now at stableduel.com and see how many winners you can pick in your stable we'll see you in the winner circle play race win as always we're brought to you by prop swap it's where america buys and sells sports bets march madness is in full swing sweet 16 baby and prop swap is your place to cash in on the big dance every tournament prop swappers make thousands of dollars by simply buying and selling college basketball teams you can always find the best odds on prop swap because you're playing and buying directly from other betters like yourself then after you make your purchase you can either go for the win or resell your bet at any time to lock in a profit like our boy Dave from Chicago purchased a $180 to one North Carolina championship ticket on prop swap in January just resold it on prop swap for $500 that is a cool $400 profit in the term is not even over I gotta even wait till it's over to cash use the promo code SGP when you make your first deposit prop swap's gonna double it up to $500 double the cash as always means double the odds to go to propswap.com download the free PropSwap app today it's got fantastic features like filtering listed tickets based on the best value you get a free activity feed to stay in the know with all the big sales and red hot tickets for sale you get a loyalty rewards program that turns your ticket sales into extra bonus cash and of course that first deposit cash match use the promo code SGP on your first deposit PropSwap's going to match your deposit up to $500 so join the real sports bettors on PropSwap where America buys and sells sports bets Sports bets is the name of the game. That is why we're here. 
And so we are going to set up stage three, as we always do, with our favorite bets on the weekend. I think we've got some... Look, we are honing our crafts, Cody, and I think we are nailing it, and we're hitting our stride as the season is not even halfway through yet. So uh, kudos to you, sir, uh, for, for loading up some good bets these last few weeks. Yeah, we've hit on a few in a row. I think, I mean, it's never easy, <laughs> but uh, I'd say it's getting a little better where we're getting some good information and we're starting to see how we can get some leans on some of this stuff. And it, it makes it so much easier to create some of these bets and to pick, pick the right ones. We've been on a little bit of a streak, so hopefully we can keep it going forward here. Well, let's definitely keep it going here. Uh, I, oh, go I ahead. Good. I, I think I said it last week, but I feel good about, I feel really good about some of these ones again this week. So I, I think we're going to just keep keep on that hot streak and, and keep cashing some of these. Let's do it. I'm telling you, I, I feel good about your bets, especially. Um, if you want to fade mine, by all means, please do. I, I've always said, don't. I never get offended if you fade my bets because, uh, you know, it, it's, always, uh, it's always personal preference, especially because it's your money, not mine. A lot of yours are the more fun bets, too, though. So that's why I like to, I like to get on some of yours a little bit, too, because uh, I just go for the the quote-unquote easier ones <laughs> it's funny yours got the bigger odds so <laughs> yours are a little sweeter when they when they hit yeah, when they hit but uh, no i'm just kidding uh all right let, let's start with one of yours uh we're gonna start right, well, uh, well, first i want to give honorable mention of the truck series we don't have any truck series bets this week but there's a few cup guys in that uh kyle, kyle bush is going to be in his 51 truck alex bowman is racing the seven for hendrick which is a uh, i'm assuming or for spire motorsports is who the seven truck is for but I would assume it's going to be a Hendrick prepared truck. So I'm going to sprinkle a little on him at uh, plus 1200 to win that race. Like you said, he, he was looking good last year here again, <laughs> small sample size with the weather and all that crap. But Kyle Busch obviously is minus odds to win again. Good chance he does because he owns the series, but we already saw him lose earlier this season. So just wanted to throw that out there. Uh, but jumping into my first bet on the card, we're going to go to the Xfinity Series race, which is also on Saturday. Ross Chastain is jumping down to race in the Xfinity Series. He is at plus 1,400 to win. Uh, he's in the 92 Gosling car, which traditionally is kind of a crappy car. But we saw this a few weeks ago at Auto Club when Cole Custer went into that 07 car. And that's generally a crappy car. And... Uh, he was able to win in it because obviously Stuart Haas was preparing it. I would assume that Trackhouse has a hand in helping prepare this car for him. So I would assume it's going to be a lot better than, uh, the, than the Mario Gosling equipment that it usually is. So, and we even saw <laughs> with that 07 car that Custer raced, the way that they did it for the Xfinity series was you had to race that same car the next week at Las Vegas. And whoever was in the car, which had already been set up and raced and won by Custer, did just absolutely horrible in it the next week. And it was like, okay, yeah, you can tell there's a big difference when these cup guys are coming down and jumping in these rides. So, uh, but on Chastain, I think you're getting good, solid value with him coming down into the Xfinity series at plus 1400. I was trying to look at the entry list here because I think we have a couple of cup guys that are down in the Xfinity series also uh Cole Custer's in the 07 actually again uh Bubba Wallace is going to be driving the 18 car 
so yeah you got a few i guess that's about all the notables but and then obviously we've seen how loaded the xfinity series has been this year with all the different winners and it's been the same thing there i don't think we've had a wild well, ty gibbs i guess was the first repeat winner this weekend so but yeah plus 1400 uh yeah again the way the car's set up uh he's been so hot this season too in the cup series dude's on a mission he's got three straight top three finishes in the cup series which is outstanding i mean he's been doing a great job in a team that's new this is only their second season in the cup series we weren't really sure what to expect with them his first season with them their first season as a two-car team so uh in his three cup series or in three of the cup series races on the seven road course races last year which Again, Coda is kind of hard to measure because of the rain deal. Indianapolis road course was a mess with the curb deal. <laughs> we'll get into that when we cover the, that race later on the season. But he did have three top tens uh, in those seven road course races. So he's proven that he can be up there in the front with the cup in the cup series. So you're going to drop him down in, into the Xfinity series. Uh, again, there's some really good regulars that we'll touch on here in a minute. Uh, but I think a plus 1400, you're getting some good value on a guy that, that could surprise you a little bit and be up there and in the mix at the end. And, and obviously he races on Sundays, so he's going to have an edge over some of these other guys. Yeah, I don't hate it. In fact, I, I made the case last week that he was going to win the race in Atlanta. So I, I can't even argue with any you of what you so just said. So <laughs> I mean, like a fraction of a second off that. That's how close I was to, to cashing that one. Uh, but no, I, I, I like it again. It, it's a, it's a very, especially since he is as red hot, maybe going back into the car that's more accustomed to what he was driving last season, uh, could help him out there too. But I'm going to turn my attention to AJ Allmendinger to win the Xfinity race. So, uh, we're going head to head on the winner for the Xfinity race here. Uh, I, I didn't even want to touch the trucks because like you had touched on before, Kyle Busch is in it, probably going to win it. Don't want to put any money on the winner on that one. So uh, I'm good. But uh, with A.J. Allmendinger last season at Coda, not rain shortened, uh, actually came in second to Kyle Busch. Kyle Busch not in this race for Xfinity Series this season, which means A.J. Allmendinger stands a good chance of actually getting to the front. Uh, has not been like a notoriously awesome road course racer in the Cup Series, but the man has won at the Charlotte Roval for the last three seasons in a row, so he can put it together a, a road course win when he needs to. So, And again, coming in second to Kyle Busch on this track, brand new. Uh, he's probably the only one, I think, really, well, a couple other guys ran that one too, but again, uh, he's not bad to, to bet on either because he he's not running a full Cup Series uh this season he's he is running the xfinity series so he's really going to want to try to get his ride in the cup car back at some point some ride back and i think it starts with coda a good showing maybe in the in the race there so i i like his chances on saturday but i also like him on sunday too as well because again he's like like i said not notoriously a road course racer but has done well on road courses in the past so give me aj Almendinger to win the Xfinity race on Saturday. Yeah. And he's actually got two cup series wins on road courses, I believe. So he, he's been up there and that was in subpar equipment. I mean, driving JTG, I don't remember if that was for both of them. I don't have that right in front of me, but I mean, if you look at the cup series or at the Xfinity series odds to win this race, you have Almondanger at plus 200. If Gibbs at plus 300, which, you know, you could make a case for him because he fucking wins everything. 
but then it drops all the way down to Allgaier at plus 1,200. So if you want to make a case for Allmendinger, I mean, that right there, that odds drop off after the top two really shows you how much better these guys are on these road courses and in these cars. I mean, I, I can't make an argument against him. The dude, he, he is a very good road course racer, and he's got experience in other cars outside of NASCAR cars and Xfinity cars on these tracks. He's the colleague. They're splitting that number 16 ride between three different guys. He's doing all the road courses for him. So he's their road course ringer for that, that part-time ride. So yeah, I, I have no argument on him uh, with the, the plus 200 and even, I mean, minus 175 for a top three, that might be something to look at with him too, because if he doesn't win, it's going to be hard to think he's not up in the top three with Gibbs or maybe even Ross Chastain. <laughs> That's a nice hedge. I know plus 200 is not necessarily what you want out of a race winner, especially nowadays, but uh, again. But it's there for, I mean, it's that price for a reason mm -hmm. because, it, yeah, I mean, same thing with, with Kyle Busch uh, being minus odds in the truck series. It, it's that way for a reason. The, there's a solid chance. Now, when we move over into the cup side, you can make an argument and we probably will that maybe betting the favorites isn't the best thing because of the new car and because of all the unknowns, but the Xfinity series, the truck series are the knowns. We we've seen these cars. It's the same cars and stuff hasn't changed there. So yeah, I, 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 you know, obviously I, I like Chastain also go in on him, but if you want a little bit of a longer shot, but Almondinger to win is, is a very good bet as well. I concur. And we concur. On this next bet, this is the one you alluded to earlier where we actually had the same bet. I think this is the first time we've had the exact same bet. I'm pretty sure we've had close enough bets, but this is the first time that we've ever had the exact same bet uh, at the same time. So I'm going to let you cue it up. I want you to explain what you got, and then I'll, I'll jump in as well uh, to kind of close it off. So uh, we had Yeah, we've had, some, we've had some that are kind of going in the same direction, but yeah, this is the first one we've had that's been exactly head on so joey logano over denny hamlin at plus 105 on DraftKings. uh i mean i just talked about how bad denny hamlin has been this season he has been horrible so i mean this is just the straight fade of him basically in this new car this season he finished 29th at atlanta he was 13th at phoenix he looked all right there but 32nd at vegas 15th at auto club but for a guy like Denny Hamlin, that's a bad day, finishing 15th. He was 37th in the Daytona 500. Just, you know, he had all those troubles in the clash race. Everything, just not that good. Toyota, there was that one good race in there where I was like, okay, maybe Toyota's turned the corner, and then it's been downhill again since then. They have just not. I mean, we just talked about it with Gibbs, as obviously is the main Toyota team and they've only got one top five on the season with four different cars and four guys that see victory or three guys that see victory lane every year. And last year, I believe all four of them won a race with Christopher Bell winning at the road course. So uh, Joey, he, he's not necessarily known as the road course guy, but uh, he's pretty decent. He, he was third in the Daytona road course race last year in the clash and then second the next uh, week when, or two weeks later when they went there as the second race of the season. Uh, in all the crazy rain and stuff at, at Coda, he ended up third place in that race, fourth place at Sonoma, seventh place at the Roval. So he's always kind of up there in the mix. And again, you don't need him to win the race 
to cash this bet. You just need him to beat Denny Hamlin. We talked about Denny Hamlin missing a shift on an oval track in the pits. Again, you're throwing him out there with all this new stuff. And then he's also a guy that <laughs> notably gives up. If something does not go his way, he throws in the towel faster than anybody I've ever seen. The second something goes wrong, he just he's done with it. He doesn't want anything to do with it. If it's not going his way, he'd rather park it than try and do anything. So one little mistake, and this could be an easy early cash again, but I I love this is I, I get the same vibes on this one I did last week with the Ryan Blaney over Kyle Larson. It just seems like a, a big mismatch because Denny has not had the results this year. I mean, Joey's beat him every race this season, I believe. Yeah, he's finished ahead of him six for six, if you want to count the clash, which Joey won. So, I mean, we're batting a 1,000 so far this season, so I don't see any reason why that's going to change here. Denny's been decent on road courses in the past, but he, he's not been as good as his teammate Truex has. And, yeah, again, just he's been so bad this year that I'm going to fade him while you're getting the chance to because – we kind of saw this with Kevin Harvick to a degree last year. He was still running a little better, but where he went from nine wins to falling off and not competing as well. So we saw it with Jimmy Johnson a few years ago. Are we starting to see the end of Denny Hamlin? He's kind of shifting into that ownership role. So yeah, I'm going to, until he proves me otherwise, I'm going to fade him. And and that's precisely what I thought. I thought there's no way I'm touching. And the fact that it's plus money, it's at plus 105. Yeah, Denny's favored. Yeah, because Denny was like, what, minus 115 or something? So that kind of blew my mind, too. I mean, I don't know. Look, this is one that you need to jump on now. Yeah, it's over at DK. Uh, You need to jump on this now before the odds makers realize that they screwed up because this is one that, you know, Hamlin has just been horrendous this year, and and you outlined every single reason why. Um, 29th place finish last week, 32nd in Vegas, 37th in Daytona. I mean, his only saving grace was two 15th place finishes in Fontana and Phoenix. Last year at Coda, he was in 14th. Just did not look like he was getting around at, at all uh, very well in that race, even though it was rain-shortened and everything. Other cars looked better than him. So, I mean, yeah, he just he does not look comfortable anymore. This new car is not his friend, and I'm not really seeing that 11 car making any sort of run anywhere starting today or in the near future until we actually start to see it. So anybody against any Hamlin, uh, a lot like you said, Cody, is just worth taking at this point, So especially at plus money. Yeah, and can Denny Hamlin come out and surprise us all this week and win this race? Absolutely. He's Denny Hamlin. He's still one of the better drivers in the series. But when you've got what we've got so far, I'm going to ride that until he does prove us otherwise. So, yeah, that's that's probably my, so far at least, that's the favorite bet I've seen this week, and I'm definitely hammering that. So, Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, that kind of goes along the lines of what we'll talk about next, uh, and that's your next bet. And uh, you are picking a top Toyota, my friend, uh, but please tell us who. Yes, so Kurt Busch, if you go over to MGM Sportsbook, they have him at plus 1,000, so 10 to 1, to be the top Toyota of the race. There's only six, although I think there is actually seven Toyotas entered in this race because, let me double check on that. Although it, it doesn't really matter who the other guy was because it didn't really 
catch my eye that much, but I believe that Boris said yes. Boris said is going to be in this yeah entry list in Toyota, which yeah. uh, Boris said he was a road course stringer back in the day, but the dude's like sixty now, and he's yeah. It'll be great to see him out there, but I wouldn't expect much from him. So, uh, <laughs> but we just talked about how Gibbs has not performed well. <laughs> uh, now, in the past, Martin Truex Jr. has been one of those top. I mean, going into last season. Every road course was Chase Elliott or Martin Truex Jr. And that was pretty much end of the story. One of those guys was going to win. The other was probably going to finish second. And now Kyle Larson has added himself into that mix as he won more road courses than anybody last year. But again, Truex, we haven't really been that impressed with him this year either. We just went over Denny Hamlin struggles. Kyle Busch, I love his post-race interviews, man. He, (laughs) I don't know if you saw, I don't remember exactly what he was asked this week, but something about how he feels like he's just a, an entertainer now and not a race car driver. And he mentioned a few weeks ago, we just buy the cars at Walmart and he's not been very happy lately. So, uh, and then Christopher Bell, obviously won at the Daytona road course last year, kind of, uh, backed into that win. If you want to use, uh, Denny Hamlin or is that Kyle Busch? Kyle Busch is, yeah. Because there was a late caution that probably shouldn't have happened when Chase Elliott was kind of running away with that. But, that's another argument for another day but uh so yeah so you take those guys and then it has seemed like the 2311 cars which is kurt bush in the 45 and uh bubba wallace in the 23 have been the better toyota cars even though they're aligned with gibbs and they're almost kind of like gibbs cars obviously with denny hamlin owning them along with michael jordan but kurt bush uh in three of the five races so far this season he's been the top toyota so you're already batting above 500 right there, and then you're giving me 10 to 1 odds. But he seems to have figured this car out better than a lot of the other guys. Uh, and I was looking back through his road results over the years. He's had good finishes there in Ford. He's had good finishes there in Dodge, which isn't even in the series anymore. He's had good finishes there in Chevy. Then he had good finishes in Ford again. And then he had good finishes in Chevy again. He's been through multiple generations of this car on road courses. Granted, we only ran two most of his career during that time, but he was still consistent. He still did well. Um, so yeah, he, he had two six place finishes last year on road courses. Again, a couple of those were thrown out because they were just disastrous, but he's proven that he can run well enough. And I don't think we're going to see Kurt Busch come out and probably win this weekend, but could he easily be the top finishing Toyota? You've only, it's not like the Chevy and Fords where you've got so many throughout the field. Yeah, you can get some guys at a lot bigger odds because there's so many, but it makes it a lot tougher because you have to beat a lot of guys there. This one, you only have to beat those six other guys. We're not going to really count Boris Set in there, but if you can beat those other five guys, even though Kyle Busch is a pretty good road racer, Martin Truex is a very good road racer, but Kurt Busch has proven in this car, again, going back to the recency bias and, and what we've seen this so far this year in this car, a 10 to 1 to be the top Toyota. I, I absolutely love this one. I, I think it's very, very good value. And I can, again, three of the five races this season, we've seen it. I could easily see it happening again this weekend. The fact that, you know, again, we, in the preseason, when we were talking about all of our futures bets, I had track out. Oh, I'm sorry, track house. That's my, I'm thinking ahead of the next bet. Uh, at 23, 11 <laughs> with two wins uh, at some point, And Kurt looks like he's going to cross that barrier at some point. And Bubba's been competitive and I yeah I mean I can't fault you on Kurt he's looking good it's just it's uncanny that we're seeing Kurt oh, looking and it's good. yeah which is 
I guess you make the opposite argument on some of these guys like Harvick and Hamlin and Truex where, you know, the old guy can't figure it out. But I just feel like Kurt Busch has been through so much change. He's been on every team in the series almost. I mean, he's used to change and different manufacturers. He's he's driven for, like I said, Ford, Chevy, Dodge. Now he's in a Toyota. He's been back and forth between Fords and Chevys before and Dodges. I mean, he's been all over the place. He's always racing different cars, different equipment with different teams. And I think that's a, been a big advantage to him this year because he's so used to change. He's so used to something new, and he's been consistent the entire time. He's been around longer than any of these guys. He's the only active driver left that raced against Dale Earnhardt Sr. in NASCAR. I mean, that you think about that. Dale Earnhardt Sr. has been gone from us for 20, 21 years, So, <laughs> and Kurt Busch has raced against him before. So, yeah, I, I think his experience – being different than some of these other veterans that have more struggled with it. And just the dude always has such a good outlook on things too. Like he's Mr. Positive. And and like, I feel like this is like a challenge to him. Like he can come in and finish his career strong for Michael freaking Jordan building this team up for him. Like, I think he's more, you know, you look at his brother, Kyle Bush and he's just bitching and griping about all. And Kurt is just enthused and ready to go. And he loves it. And, you know, even though Kyle is the better driver of the two, I think that the attitude actually is helping Kurt a lot this season. So I, I, I absolutely love this, but I think this is a, even a 10 to one where you would say, oh, that's probably not that likely to happen. I think it's for being what it is. I think it's a great bet because yeah, all of all the things I just laid out for probably too long. <laughs> <laughs> no, look, that's, that's what keeps the listeners coming back to this show is the fact that we're, we're not just trying to give you the bets and then walk off. We're literally telling you exactly every single reason that goes into it. That way you could be a more informed better when you're looking at these lines by yourself you know, in the near future. Hopefully you don't do it too soon. Uh, but again, we're, we're trying to teach you philosophies, not just give you picks. Uh, we'll do that too. But, again, we want you to understand why and not just do blindly. Uh, but you can do blindly this next bet because I guarantee you right now that this is going to happen. If there was a lock on this show like there is in the big show, uh, I would give this as my lock, and that's Ross Chastain, a top three. Plus 600 for Ross Chastain in a top three? Uh, bet MGM you can rob from these folks at this point because that it's I think Ross Chastain at a plus three is a stone cold lock because listen, the guy has done nothing short of actually just finish third or better in the last three races. And we've seen three distinctly different races on this circuit uh, so far in Las Vegas, Phoenix and Atlanta. So what does he do in Las Vegas? Comes in in third. What does he do in Phoenix? He comes in in second. What does he do on the Atlanta Super Speedway? He comes in in second place. Uh, again, he just is a machine when it comes to the the third place finishes over the last few times. And and not to mention, what does he do in the last time they run Coda in the Cup cars? Don't look, sneaky Ross Chastain up there in fourth place when the red flag finally got the better of the race. So he was in the top four, had an opportunity. He led four laps in that race even. So Ross Chastain has a little bitty bit of success on that as well. Uh, In fact, I'm looking for his, um, I believe he actually did run the uh, Xfinity race on that track as well. Um, And I had it pulled up and now, now I'm lost it. But anyways, Look, Ross Chastain as a top three driver, you just can't say enough about what he's done so far this season. Trackhouse racing, 
on the map. And I mean, look, if you're going to give me a plus plus six hundred for him to finish top three, I'm going to take that. All right. Well, we're gonna. I, I've been giving out uh, my winner, and then I've been giving out my quote unquote long shot winner. So let's jump over to my long shot winner because that is Ross Chastain. So I had actually written this up, and I had found him at plus twenty five hundred on DraftKings, and then my buddy uh, Jordan over at Fantasy Racing Online, he pointed out on Caesars he's plus four thousand to win this Cup race. Well, I mean, first of all, that is a massive misprice. So go jump on that. If you're lucky enough to be in one of these states where it's legal and you can shop around on these different sites, plus four hundred on or plus four thousand on Caesars, there's massive value on that. The dude's finished top three in the last three cup races alone. You just made the lock case for him to be in the top three this weekend. He can easily be there. He can easily win this race. Kyle Larson and Chase Elliott are both like plus two hundred to win this race. Yes, they're the two best road course racers in the series. Truex is at like a thousand and I was kind of thinking about him, but then back to my Toyota argument where he just hasn't performed. I don't think we're going to see it from him this weekend. So yeah, it'll probably be the Chase Elliott, Kyle Larson show like it has been in the past, but if it's not going to be, which this season of all the seasons would be the season that it's not going to be, especially in the first race in this car and this package and all that stuff, Ross Chastain plus 4,000 on Caesars go smash that now before it, disappears on you i think it's a tremendous value and yeah i love it so he, he's my long shot to win then we'll jump over to my winner which is kind of a long shot as well uh i actually went with joey logano at plus 2500 again chase Elliott and kyle larson they're prohibitive favorites for a reason but what have we seen when we've done something new or something different who seems to always win those races? <laughs> it's Joey Logano. He won the Bristol Dirt Race last year. He won at the Clash this year. Penske's been fast. They've had good cars. They've looked good. Ryan Blaney's, my favorite, has been uh, Wait, has are, looked maybe a little better. Are we doing this? But uh, is, it, is it time for Blaney's corner? <laughs> oh, not almost. We're getting oh, okay, okay. Just, you... just let me finish my Joey case, and we'll get to Ryan. <laughs> uh, but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, again, those guys are prohibitive favorites for a reason. But when you're getting Joey Logano, who's one of the top drivers in the series, uh, he's got a win uh, a few years back. He's got uh, seven top three finishes over his career on road courses. So I think if it comes down to it, you know, can be strategy, whatever gets him up there with a chance, I think he can outdrive these guys. He's obviously proven that he's done well in this car. Um, and, and, you know, again, new things and Joey Logano just seem to go together. So at, at odds like this, I'm going to take Joey Logano to win at plus 2,500. I think you made a, a good point too earlier when you're talking about the, the clash and, and a lot of breaking and a lot of turning, because that's exactly what you were talking about too, as far as the track layout is concerned. There's a lot of that. So, uh, if you're going to talk about a guy who has experience with, uh, short straightaways and, and, and quick braking on in this car. I mean, it's Joey Logano at that point, and he had the best outcome of everybody on that track, so I think it stands to reason that some of that can translate. Of course, we'll have to keep an eye, a real close eye, on practice and how that shakes out and how these cars get around that track. But, yeah, I mean, look, putting money on Joey Logano to win in a new situation uh, is, is about as old as time, so I, I like that pick as well. So... 
are are, are you gonna do? Are you gonna do a little Blaney corner? Are you gonna? Let's uh, you know if if you're ready, let's uh, go. Okay, it's now time for Ryan Blaney's corner with Cody Zeeb. Well, you know Ryan Blaney again, so close last week. He looked good again. He's just he keeps getting those bad breaks. He's getting so close. He's gonna break through soon. He's plus nineteen hundred to win this week. I mean that's pretty good value for a guy that's been running up front all all uh season basically uh he won the charlotte roval a few years ago i believe the inaugural race there um in his 20 road course career starts he's got 10 top 10s so he's always up there in the mix uh i was trying to see if there was any there wasn't really any head-to-heads when i was looking he's head-to-head against william byron i actually i kind of like byron this week so i don't know that i would necessarily smash that but I would say the plus 1900 uh, for him to win is going to be my Ryan Blaney's corner pick of the week because uh, uh, that's solid. Are you going to see him at plus 1900 again this season? I mean, probably not. Come on, man. That's for somebody who's been, he's been, he's probably should have worn like all these races so far. He's just been so close. He's been bit by the bad luck. I just made the case for Penske and how they've looked good. He's been the best of the Penske cars by far, I would say. So, yeah, plus nineteen hundred. He's a little bit, a little bit better, more favored than Joey. So I still like the Joey sprinkle, and of course Chastain. You can't pass up at the long odds. But throw some on Ryan Blaney too, and uh, we're gonna hit a winner this week, I think. Unit management becomes <laughs> the issue this week. A <laughs> lot of good bets yeah. to make. Just uh, sprinkle a little, you know, quarter unit here, corner unit there. Actually, that might be the best strategy at this point because we can't tell you who's gonna win the race every week. No. No, just just dip a little bit here and there on what we uh, what we tell you, especially the head heads and and the manufacturers and stuff like that. But uh, all right, that was Ryan Blaney's corner uh, with Cody Zeeb. All right, my next one <laughs> is uh, it, it's actually a long shot to win, and and because like I had said earlier, I'm I'm just embracing the the creativeness of this season and and what's transpired so far. Uh, I, I predict that we will have our first repeat winner this season in Alex Bowman to win. He's coming in at plus 3,000 odds right now. Uh, I believe that's on DraftKings. So for me, look, Bowman was in position to win last season had he not pitted. Uh, The guy was... He was pretty much fully in the lead by at least two or three seconds uh, for most of the last couple of laps that he was leading. Of course, he made the decision to come in, as did Kyle Busch, and unfortunately, that was the wrong decision. Uh, they, they really, those guys were so up against it in those last few laps of, the, of what ended up being the race. They didn't know if the race was going to be called. They didn't know what to do and how to prepare for the last few parts or last few laps of the race because there's only like 16 to go when when the race was called which would have been another three hours because it's a long course but uh but bowman was there bowman had a decent sized lead bowman probably could have held on to that lead for for a better part of the race because we didn't see a, a whole lot of uh lead changes so you know other than cautions and and stuff like that but like on the track when the leader got ahead he got ahead and bowman was in the lead at the time so unfortunately he just again pitted the wrong time cost himself the chance to win uh but he looked pretty good looked good in las vegas got that first place uh kind of struggled after that but he came back for a top 10 finish at the atlanta super speedway hendrick cars uh obviously are notoriously good on road courses a la chase elliott a la kyle larson uh, a la william bowman or william byron but now alex bowman 
has the opportunity to kind of cement his name in there as well. Uh, so I, I'm I'm going to go ahead and put my money on Bowman at plus three thousand to to shock the world, as it were, and uh, and maybe this time win it in not a rained shortened race. Uh, you want to give me a Hendrick car at thirty to one? <laughs> While you're throwing all your alas in there, you ever heard of Jeff Gordon? Okay, Hendrick has been good at road courses for a long freaking time. Uh, Chase Elliott is probably regarded as the best road course racer right now. Uh, who do you think Alex Bowman is taking tips from? Maybe Chase Elliott. Okay, who's the next best road course racer in this series? Uh, Kyle Larson. Uh, who's one of the best road course racers in the history? Uh, the president of Hendrick Motorsports, Jeff Gordon. So <laughs> I'd say the guy has learned from a few places. He's also driving the truck race on Saturday. He's going to have some of those laps and some of that practice. I I think that running a race like that is super key for a guy like this. He's going to have track time. You can run the simulator. You can do the iRacing thing. He's going to be on the track. Yes, it's a truck. It's not a car, but he's going to be on the track getting the laps in against other real racers, against Kyle Busch, against some of these other guys that are really good in the truck series. So he's going to have that experience, and then you're going to give him 30-1 to 1 to win this race? Like, again, like you made his case last year with him being up front? Hell yeah, man. I fully back this win, this, this, yeah, this Alex Poman to win because it is not out of the question at all. And, I mean, you want to look at how, if we want to go to this season, Hendrick has three different winners. The one guy who hasn't won, oh, he's the points leader. He's been the most consistent this season. So Hendrick is picked up right where they left off last season. They've got to figure it out. Teams like Gibbs are struggling a little bit. Penske's kind of, you know, they've been firing with with Blaney and Joey, and Cindric's been a little off other than the 500. But, yeah, Hendrick, again, seems to be the top dogs. He's got all that experience in-house that he can learn from. I absolutely love this one. Yep, throw a little bit of it uh quarter unit if you want just to to cover yourself on all three of these winners bowman chastain and logano uh but i'll recap our bets real quick for everybody out there so you can get your pen and paper uh i'll give you a second and go all right so cody's got chastain to win the xfinity race at plus 1400 while i have aj allmendinger to win the xfinity race at plus 200 we both this week have our our i guess we could call it a lock since both of us have it uh logano a over, lock salute right a little lock salute uh logano over hamlin at plus one 105 i haven't been 105 you haven't been yeah I, I messed that up in okay. the document we're dyslexic <laughs> it's fine uh, so it's Logano. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, I, I can't even read numbers to save my life. Anyways, have, I'm a good better. Uh, Logano over Hamlin at plus one hundred five. Uh, Cody has Kurt Busch as the top Toyota at ten to one on MGM, while I have Ross Chastain with another top three finish at plus six hundred uh, again over there on uh, Bet MGM. And then uh, Cody has Joey Logano and uh, Ross Chastain as his. Uh, well, sprinkle a little on each for the win. And then I've got Alex Bowman to win at plus 3,000. And those are our bets for the Echo Park Automotive Grand Prix at the Circuit of the Americas track in Austin, Texas. A long, long, long title to get to a long, long, long track. <laughs> so... All right, Cody, we're going to go ahead and close out the show. Why don't you tell everybody where they can find your fabulous work? Remind them all where to find you on uh, social media and the web. Yep, you can find me on Twitter at Husker underscore Zeeb. Uh, join us in the NASCAR Slack channel. 
Uh, again, that's all free. We're there. We have some great conversations. We, there was a lot of chit-chatting back and forth during last week's race. That adds a little fun on top of on top of just watching the race. Uh, also, we have our own Twitter feed at NASCAR Gambling, I believe it is. That's correct. <laughs> I should probably know that, but mm. yep. So follow us there, and uh, yeah, we'll share stuff from the show and all that there. But yeah, I mean, like I said, we both write articles on top of on top of doing this, and I had that Byron to win last week, fifteen to one. Had some other good ones. Actually, I went three for three in my articles. So, uh, yeah, make sure you're following us and getting our work outside of just the podcast too, because we can we can find some other good bets later in the week when we get some more information than that too. So. Yep. Again, keep an eye on that Slack channel. Keep an eye on our Twitter feed as we figure out practice times, as we figure out uh, qualifying. Uh, again, this show comes out on Wednesday, but only because uh, really we want to give everybody the opportunity to to listen and to enjoy for as long as you possibly can and set up your bets, especially while the odds are still good in our favor <laughs> for some of these other bets. Uh, but yeah, keep an eye closer to, to our social medias. We give out way more bets over the course of the week, and uh, it's just a lot of fun. This show is just the tip of the betting iceberg for us on the week. So uh, you can find me on Twitter at RJ Gomez. Again, find this NASCAR show now at NASCAR Gambling, uh, and, and download the SGPN app where you can find this show and all of our other fun shows. And we are going to have some fun going road racing, road tripping, really, because, again, this is a three-mile track, so... A three and a half mile track. So these guys pack a lunch, get ready for a good long road trip with a lot of twists and turns in between. Hopefully you will come out green on the other end. Hopefully the rain won't stop this one. Uh, but yeah, let's have some fun. So until next time, everybody, let's go racing and let it ride. Let it ride.